Howdy, this is Jeff Cobra, and we welcome you to this podcast at Disney at Play. Hey, howdy ho, welcome as we continue our series on Disneyland Paris with a left turn into Frontierland. The French love the American West, and Disney delivered a version that is truly over the top. Here you get favorites like Big Thunder Mountain, but you will also get Disney's version of the Haunted Mansion known as Phantom Manor. The rivers of the American West offer an impressive experience, and this is the only Frontierland that has not just one, but two formal dining experiences. The attention to detail is no less than amazing. Indeed, some of it, as we will chronicle here, constitutes a Western museum on its own merits. It's a living tribute to the American West. So join us as we explore Disneyland Paris's Frontierland. Is this the best Frontierland of all Magic Kingdoms? Saddle on up and let's find out. By the way, this podcast, as well as all others, are brought to you by Performance Journeys which celebrates its 20th year as a training and development group, bringing best in business ideas through keynotes, workshops, seminars, and amazing benchmarking programs to organizations big and small. If you're looking to improve your customer delivery, re-engage the morale of your workforce, or improve the leadership of your organization, we offer not only great solutions for the public, private, non-sector, but we have the experience of raising excellence in organizations like yours. At Performance Journeys, it's as much about the journey as it is about the performance. One more note before we get going. Please pay attention to our next upcoming podcast because we have big news. And in fact, in preparation for that, make sure that you are subscribed to this podcast, whether it's iTunes or Spotify or Podbean or whatever, make sure you are subscribed to this podcast because we have some big news and you want to stay tuned to uh, what we have to offer you um, coming uh, this next Tuesday. By the way, um, you can also go to Disney at Play right now because it gives you an overview of how amazing this Frontierland truly is. We've got videos to show. We've got photos. We have a terrific interview that was done, an exclusive interview you can only find on my YouTube channel of Jeff and John Burke, who were the ones who who headed up this creation of Frontierland at Disneyland Paris. You don't want to miss that. You'll get insights you never saw. We're going to talk about many of those today, but um, let's begin with attractions and entertainment. Well, maybe I should back up a little. Stepping into Frontierland at Disneyland, you step through what seems to be the facade of a fort. Here at Disneyland Paris, you step into a fort. The fort is as as um, as uh, intricate and involved as is the fort you get when you go to Fort Comstock on Mark Twain uh, on Tom Sawyer's Island at Magic Kingdom. O only here at the backside, it opens up into Thunder Mesa, which is the town that Frontierland. Um, um, sits in. 
And so what you come into first is this Frontierland uh, type of fort. And I'll talk about that. Well, let's just talk about that attraction right now because it is where you find Legends of the Wild West. Now, you know how you go into Fort Comstock and you can kind of see those, that, that prisoner or horses getting shooed or the other scene where you, you see the, the prisoner kind of sleeping it off in his, uh, in his bed. Well, here we have different great moments from the Wild West. In fact, the photo we show in, uh, in Disney at Play is one of Wild Bill Hickok um, uh, uh, trying to establish Buffalo Bill's Wild West show. And, um, but there are other scenes involving Davy Crockett, involving a sheriff, involving a jail. Involving, so, and what you do is you go up and down all of these aspects go throughout, kind of circle around the Ford to see all these different scenes and murals playing out. It really sets the stage for what is Frontierland. Again, it is just the beginning of all of the detail that you see that has been lovingly paid attention to as you go through this entire experience. You emerge into, again, um, the remainder of Frontierland into a Thunder Mesa. And there you um, can see ahead of yourselves the rivers of the uh, Wild West. And you can also see beyond that Big Thunder Mountain. Uh, if you've paid attention to other podcasts we've done, Big Thunder Mountain sits on an island. So there's no Tom Sawyer Island. The ride for Big Thunder Mountain sits on the island. And what you do is you board on this, the other side, on this side of the river, you board your train and then the train just pummels through underneath the river and comes back up on the other side into Big Thunder Mesa. And it's really kind of cool because you really are just, uh, how do you put it? it? It's like, it's like there's no open spaces. Either you're up against the open water or you're up jutted against the uh, canyon walls of Big Thunder Mountain, and it delivers all of the great experience. This is the best Big Thunder Mountain. If you are a Big Thunder Mountain fan, you cannot declare that until you have gone to Disneyland Paris because this is the best, the best Big Thunder ever created. It uses some projections similar to the Disneyland version towards the end as the whole thing kind of... Um, comes apart and and um, ignites as fireworks or as as um, as a blast kind of uh, begin to to um, head off. Any rate, it's it's just an amazing attraction. It's a fun attraction. It has all the thrills, the caverns, the animals, the even cactus in the middle of Paris. It's, it has all of the thrills of Big Thunder Mountain, and you don't want to miss that attraction. From there, we are really um, we we would we would be reticent if we did not encourage you to go on one of the two ships that sails around um, the rivers of the wild, the American West. I can't remember if it's the American West or the Wild West. I think it's um, but um, right now it seems to me that the only ship that that can take you around the river is the Molly Brown. That they also have a Mark Twain that is a um, rear wheeler. 
similar to the ones you find at Magic Kingdom and Disneyland. This one's a sidewheeler, and it's a beautiful ship. You're going to want to walk through the individual rooms on board the ship, and it takes you around this river just like any others do, but it has some great sights. It has a beautiful archway uh, made out of Kenyan. It has... Um, animals along the way. It has old Joe there fishing. It has many of the sights and scenes. And, and, and as you come towards the end of the river, you see the infamous Phantom Manor. Phantom Manor, if you recall in the original concepts, Ken Anderson had designed the idea of the Haunted Mansion as being an old house on a hill. And Walt Disney turned that around and said, no, we want the outside of the mansion to appear very nice. Let's keep up the gardens. Let's make it all look very nice. It's when you get on the inside that you realize things are not what um, they ought to be. And so to that effect, um, Phantom Manor really um, here, they've just said, nope, we, this was... If you if when you kind of go into Thunder Mesa after passing through the fort, if you go toward the left down that pathway, you kind of go through the more wealthy part of that town. And the wealthiest person in that town is the occupant of Phantom Manor. And unfortunately, and was the owner of Big Thunder Railroad, unfortunately, um, with the railroad becoming haunted and uh, or you know, kind of um, going wild and the mining business going down, his fortune fell down and then ultimately the house fell into disrepair. It looks like it's in disrepair as you enter it. Um, the whole experience is narrated by Vincent Price, who if you go back in uh, moviedom, he is one of the great um, horror film actors and and voices. You just recognize his voice. And he does the French version of this. He speaks in English and then he goes to the French. Each of the scenes kind of have a very similar kind of look and feel. You have a stretch room. You have portrait rooms. You have a place where you get on your doom buggy. All those things are familiar, but it tells it a very different story. One of a bride that was abandoned on her wedding day and the results that came of that. But probably the most interesting aspect, in fact, it's absolutely my favorite part of Phantom Manor, is the ending because as you go into the graveyard you then emerge into a ghost town you know you talk about western towns being ghost towns well this is a ghost town and it is creepy and weird and scarier than much of what you would typically see in a haunted mansion experience i mean there's a little bit of scary up front but usually after that by the time you get to the graveyard, it's all kind of cute and, and humorous and, and the song plays and everything here. It, it takes a more sinister turn and feel to it. It is just, if you're a Haunted Mansion fan, you do not want to miss Phantom Manor. Now, a couple other attractions also complement the Frontierland experience. One is very simpler, Rustler Roundup Shooting Gallery. It is um, infrared targets. Like all of the others, it's in bright oranges. It shows kind of a um, frontier town, Boot Hill, 
Um, you see different characters light up as you shoot different targets. It's just a playful area to kind of check out. And then um, towards the back of Frontierland, you have a kind of something unusual. You have what's known as the Chaparral Theater. And this is a one of the biggest theaters they have in Disneyland Paris. The challenge with this theater is that it seldom plays anything related to the frontier. In fact, right now it's playing a um, Lion King style show. It's a more remarkable show. It's an impressive show. It belongs in Adventureland more than in Frontierland, but again, they only have so many theaters, and so consequently right now, they've had a Frozen show there before, they've had a Tarzan show before, um, they really need a Frontier show, but there's never really been one, and uh, at any rate, it is a place to kind of cool off, and I should mention that the last attraction that should not be missed is the Disneyland Paris Railroad. Now, this circumnavigates all the way around um, Disneyland Paris, the, the park. Um, and it's, uh, they are beautiful steam engines and worthy of attention. We're going to talk about them in more detail when we come back to Main Street at the end of the series. In this instance, this railroad, after it leaves the Main Street station, is heading toward Frontierland. I should mention, Frontierland is the first land you come to after you go left in Main Street. That's different than the Magic Kingdom and Disneyland because those lands are usually Adventureland. Here it's Frontierland you go to first. And so as it heads out toward the Frontierland station, it goes into a tunnel and there you see the entire diorama of the Grand Canyon. This is very much uh, a copy, very familiar, to you if you have been in Disneyland Park. It plays out um, that entire scene, set of scenes with the, with the animals and the whole canyon and the Grand Canyon suite playing, and then eventually heads through the wilds of Frontierland on the way to the station. You get off near uh, what was a petting farm. It's not used right now, but it has been used in the past pre-COVID. So we'll see if it ever comes back in due time. Now, those are the attractions of Frontierland. Let me take a few minutes to talk about restaurants and shopping. There really is no Frontierland experience, and I'm talking about Disneyland, and I'm talking about Magic Kingdom, and I'm talking about... Um, well, Shanghai doesn't have a Frontierland, and um, I am talking about Tokyo Disney, and there is a Frontierland-style portion in Hong Kong. All of those have counter-service restaurants and kiosks, and that is the case here at Disneyland Paris. Uh, Fuente de Oro is really a Tex-Mex kind of looking place in an Adobe-style building. It's a little reminiscent of the Pecos Bill kind of feel to it. And, uh, and you can get um, something, a bite to eat there, and it's, it's a popular place at lunchtime. There's also a place called the Last Chance Cafe. It's almost more of a kiosk with formal sitting, formal kiosk with formal sitting. It's kind of counter service. Um, uh, um, any rate, it's a, it's a much smaller edifice. And then you had 
Uh, then you have what is my favorite of the counter service experiences, Cowboy Cookout Barbecue. This is a big old barn on the way to the Frontierland Railroad Station, and it is a beautiful edifice. It's really well decked out inside and out. I really prefer the ins. This is the perfect place to kind of uh, shed the cold during the winter months, come in, get something warm. Had hamburgers and fries, they had steak fries. Hamburgers, I thought, for Paris, and I've tasted worse in Paris. I thought they were really good. And um, so I highly recommend, out of all of them, Cowboy Cookout Barbecue. Um, found Pluto and other Goofy kind of moving around that area and doing meet and greets. So it's a it's a great in in terms of counter service. But here, unlike all those other parks I just mentioned a minute ago, none of those parks have actually a formal dining experience. Here at Disneyland Paris, they have not just one, but two formal dining experiences. The first is the Lucky Nugget Saloon. Now, we have the Diamond Horseshoe Saloon, which technically is part of Liberty Square, but I'll grant you that it has been made into a more formal dining experience. And you have the Golden Horseshoe at Disneyland, which, um, well, and I have to correct my words on this because actually um, at uh, Disneyland, their version of the Golden Horseshoe um, is a formal dining experience too and has uh, the actual original show or at one point before COVID had the original show and then also had a Woody um, Toy Story show as well. Um, two different versions, two different kinds of shows during the day and that was a big high-end um, dining ticket. But here the Lucky Nugget Saloon is not informal dining like the Golden Horseshoe at Disneyland. It is formal dining, lots of seating, and uh, there is no show, unfortunately, although the image I show you has an image of the backdrop of the stage actually is a depiction of Frontierland and Thunder Mesa at uh, Disneyland Paris. And uh, so it gives a great uh, kind of overview as to what uh, the land is all about in a, in a diorama type form. And it's a good meal. Uh, it was more of the um, barbecue style. Also next door adjacent is the Silver Spur Steakhouse. And that was one of the formal dining experiences we had last summer when we were there. It was our first evening. And I have to say it was a really solid dining experience. We had I had a steak. I think my wife had chicken. We both enjoyed our meals. Um, very good solid service actually great service in both of those restaurants and uh, definitely something to consider when you are at disneyland paris whether you want there are only so many formal dining experiences these are two of them and definitely worthy of consideration when you are visiting disneyland paris and they complement the whole the whole ambiance and the whole experience of frontierland when you're there I should also mention the rather sprawling Thunder Mesa Mercantile Building, which is kind of broken up into different spaces, a little comparable to um, the Mercantile Building that you pass by on the left when you enter Disneyland. It kind of follows that theme 
or that that same kind of structure of kind of three shots in one, but uh, it's all kind of adjoining each other. And definitely um, lots of different kinds of souvenirs and things to check out there. Now, beyond the attractions, beyond the entertainment, the dining, and the the merchandise, can I just talk a little bit about some details you ought not miss? The first of these, remember going back to the railroad. Um, you, people love it when they go to Wilderness Lodge and they time their stay or their visit or their walk outside to sing the geysers go, the well, the geyser go off at, um, at Fort Wilderness. Here, there's not one, but there's several geysers that go off and they're going off all the time. And it's along the trail as you... Um, you can be seen at the if you've got the right timing on it by train or if you're over on boat you can see it from the river boat as it passes through or you can also and I show a picture from this location from the exit of Phantom Manor you can see the geysers go off and again it just adds to the whole ambiance of this great western setting on the other side of Frontierland at the Indian village well, there is. Next to the fort is actually an Indian village with teepees, smoke coming out. It's um, It has a very authentic look to it. It's set in a set of trees. Um, it's almost more sitting outside of Frontierland, but it's, it's very much at the entrance. And there's winding paths that kind of wind you from um, Adventureland into Frontierland and back over again. So definitely check out the Indian Village. I want to also suggest that um, going back to Phantom Manor, the outdoor cemeteries are always um, interesting at, and, and the ones at Disneyland and Walt Disney World are very much tributes to Imagineers that have worked. Here, they are just simply great comedic um, comedy. Um, there are really very whimsical style tombstones that all tell their own story about the kind of people that lived in Thunder Mesa. And you, you just want to take a few minutes as you exit Phantom Manor to check out all of these different tombstones as you go through. And then the final thing I want to mention, I, I'd be remiss if not mentioning, is Big Thunder Mountain has so many different mining artifacts. That was a real focus um, of the Burke brothers when they created Frontierland. They really went through the American West and found abandoned mining equipment and other tools that were used during that era, tractors and so forth. They brought it into the Thunder Mesa or Thunder Mesa experience in the Big Thunder Mountain queue and that whole area. It I'm telling you, it is a museum enough to study these, these, uh, these objects, these, these, these tools, these, these vehicles, these uh, different mining means that were available. By the way, I, you can find lots of details when you're in back to the steakhouse. You will um, find that there is a whole tribute of artwork and, and memorabilia that that um, that can are originally from the from uh, an American West 
Museum out in California. There's just lots of places where you could study the story of the great American West. And it delivers in a way, in a size that you just can't imagine. It is just, it's just overwhelming. Again, I would welcome you to check out DisneyAtPlay.com, check out the site and and take a look at not only the photos, but the videos, which kind of overview Frontierland and then gives a very detailed behind the scenes look at it from uh, the viewpoint of the creators, which were uh, Jeff and John Burke. Well, that does it for this Disney at Play podcast. I appreciate you joining us. Would you please make sure you check out and that you're subscribed and that you're getting notice about the next upcoming podcast. I'm excited to share it with you. Uh, We have a lot of great things going ahead of us, so make sure you stay connected. Um, And again, in the words of Sinbad's storybook voyage, always follow the compass of your heart. Have a great day. We'll see you real soon.